<laughs> Patrick Holly coming at you with another episode of Live on Real Estate. Uh, back with us this week, CP. What's up, man? Good morning. How was your time off last week? You know, it really wasn't off. Uh, well, that's true. It just wasn't in this chair. Yeah. But it certainly wasn't off. Where'd you? You went up north, right? I was in northern Michigan. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you do anything up there? Or you just kind of hang out, or? Uh, I did all sorts of things. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. That's really good. Well, we have a, a special guest with us here today. Um, just quick, as as always, um, you know, we have Jess in the in the studio with us, hanging out. Jess, how you doing? Great. Uh, back again, Nicole. Oh, hello. What's up? <laughs> you're like the like one or two lines. You're good. You're like, okay, this is me. I'm good with the one or two. Whatever you need me to say. Just like Jess, just say hello and take a deep breath. Okay. Well, that's fine. And then also hanging out with us is. Um, Somebody that's actually I've I feel like I've known you for a long time now that I've been in, you know, the quick in world and know what you do there. Because yeah. you've probably, you know, done a lot of research on me <laughs> while you're there. Uh, but Jimmy Nelson hanging out with us. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks good. for having me. Awesome. Where are you coming from when you're driving in? Um, I'm coming from the east side. Okay. So it was a debacle getting here today between yeah. uh, 696 and 75. You got to love it. Oh, yeah. Waze is great because I just take a whole bunch of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I have a buddy of mine that said he put his own voice in Waze. Can you do that? Is that a real thing? I don't know about that. I did hear you can use Cookie Monster now, though. Really? Which would be sweet. That's pretty cool. Like I Cookie Monster telling you where to go. <laughs> Mine would literally be if I did my wife's voice, I'd be like, hey, you missed that turn. Well, cool. Thanks for telling me now. You know, what the heck? Man? <laughs> so awesome. So how is everything with you? Things are good, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's crazy with this real estate stuff now. Everything's yeah. The market's crazy. The interest rates are staying down. So that's helping us out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, people who were afraid to move before um, because they didn't want to lose that rate. Yeah. Now we're moving because they're getting a lower rate, actually. Now, yeah. So, and yeah. you have kind of an interesting outlook, too, because you had mortgage experience or you're in the mortgage industry. And then now you're in real estate. And I know that you were uh, a coach uh, at Quicken. Yeah. For uh, for how long were you there for? I was at Quicken for about five years. Five years. Um, and then in my last role there, I was the, the banker coach in the new uh the new region, which is, okay. yeah. So all the new bankers that came in, I had to sit with them and, um, you guys know how this works, right? Like yeah. it's transferring calls. So I had to make sure that they were doing everything the right way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just following them around on the floor, hopping on headsets and, and making sure their cannon was running. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. We, uh, and then you now you were also a coach. Are you still a coach at Keller Williams as well? I was, I was a productivity okay. coach at Keller. Um, I'm now with Brookstone Realty. Okay. Um, Very cool. Which is actually just down the street from here. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Brookstone has been, um, uh, really refreshing for us uh, as far as coaching and development yeah. and and working with new real estate agents or even veteran real estate agents who um, just need some coaching. We all need yeah. it every once in a while, right? Yeah. We need we need to get dialed back in, right? And and so that's been really refreshing for us um, at Brookstone is that that's one our core is built on coaching and training. Yeah, we just kind of do real estate too. And what what had you what had you kind of get into that world of of the training side or the coaching aspect of the business? Yeah, it's funny. I I was a high school basketball coach for fifteen years um, before I even was at at, at QL. So yeah. it, it was really taking that background and transferring it into business. Mm -hmm. um, and my degree is in actually teaching. I was going to be a uh, high school uh, social studies teacher. Oh, that was okay. my. I was going to coach at the high school, be a high school That's social awesome. studies teacher. It was going to be sweet. Right. Yeah. Until I figured out how much teachers make, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, unfor it's unfortunate, but it's true. Right, and then I, I and, and you know, really, it was bad timing on my part, and, and you know, economy switches and all those things. But so, but taking that background of coaching from uh, from learning all those things and being yeah. in, in coaching things, and but just transferring that into business, mm -hmm. um, 
I was like, wow, this really works. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brookstone's relatively new um, as a, you know, as a, as a business, as a, as a uh, firm, I guess, if you will. Um, how did you get over there? How do you know Brandon? Uh, it, QL. Uh, yeah, Brandon was with QL um, when it's basically like its inception. I mean, he oh, yeah. yeah, he started there like 18 years old, 19 years old uh, when it was rock and then, yeah. you know, went to Quicken and all that stuff. But he started there then. And uh, so he and I worked together through coaching and training at QL. Um, and then when he was starting Brookstone and, and building that, he and I met for lunch and we talked about a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, sign me up. I, right, like that day, I called my wife on the way home. I'm like, listen, I'm changing from Keller. I'm going to Brookstone. And she's yeah. like, who the hell is Brookstone? Oh, nice. Shout out to Brookstone. Yeah. So this I, Brandon and I met, got together and we met in like uh, April. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the first few people that signed up and we're, we're jumping on board and we're over, we're at 50 agents now. Right. We're at wow. around 50 agents at this point. So, um, it's grown pretty, fa- yeah. pretty fast. Um, but it's a different type of model. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred percent commission for me. Yeah. So that was the a big selling point. Right. But it's a, it's a membership based agency. So instead of, you know, your splits and these things that you always hear from realtors that they complain about all the time, we pay a monthly fee and then we keep 100% of our commissions. Okay. So, you know, looking at it that way, once I started looking at it, I was like, wow, well, it makes sense to me because I get to keep 100% of my commission. Right, right. And, well, and the nice thing is, too, and, and this is something that you, you know, dealt with when you're coaching others and, and just learning, I think, about the business is that I think this business is very much based on whether it's mortgage industry, real estate industry, um, your your productivity. You know what I mean? How much your willingness to... Uh, succeed and, and get business and want to push further and further. So I think it's smart. I think it's a great business model. Yeah, for and, sure. And and that that's the thing. Like Brandon's business is built on on coaching and training and, and being able to do those right. things. But people are only going to take as much as they want to take. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, if you really want to get coached up and coached up hard, right? We'll do that. Yeah. If you kind of just want to get coached up a little bit and you're just dipping your toe in real estate and you don't really know, you know, how much you want to get yeah. into this, we'll coach you that way too. Right. You know, I can't set your goals for you. Right. No, his passion has always been, and my Brandon, for, uh, for those listening, we were talking about Brandon Bolren as he's rolled lately. Um, I've known Brandon since his early days at Quicken, so for a number, number of years, and his wife Amy worked with me for a number of years. Um, and his, his passion is in coaching. You know, I think even more so than, you know, dealing with, with, with clients, really. Um, and he's a very, very good coach. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so in, in my real estate background, uh, you know, I got hired, hired as a productivity coach uh, at Keller and I didn't even have my license yet. It was just I knew how to coach sales. Yeah. Um, so I got my license, but I've only I got my license in January. Um, and right now I have three listings. Um, I've got another couple that are coming up. Right. And I've got I've had three buyer closings on the buy side. So it's just been, but it's it's building off of his model, yeah, and taking what he's put out there, and I just have run with it. Well, it's interesting too. It's a you're you know, although you're coaching people to be successful in in their own respect, is that you're willing to take that on as well because you understand that there's people that have kind of paved the way before you, paved the way before them, and it's easy to learn from you know things that I think have worked and things that haven't worked, and it just it's super super important. It's funny that I I literally talk to CP all the time 
about just new things that he knows that I don't know. And a lot of it's just because he has so much time in the industry or he has so much experience in one one area that I don't, that it just helps you to always become more and more successful, which is, seems like it's working for you. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, like, again, like go, it's the model, yeah. right? And whatever, whether it's a loan officer or if it's a real estate agent or if it's anybody in yeah. sales, follow the model that's been proven successful over yeah. time and just do that. Like, right. don't reinvent it. Just right. do that. Is that is that kind of well, it's that's not really like a, a great slogan. Just do that for <laughs> like a commercial. But when you're talking to new people in real estate, uh huh? Just do it. Just well, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that yeah, just do that. Yeah, just do it. No trademark. No trade. Yep, here, exactly. Promise. That's my trademark. Right. Just do that. <laughs> just do that. So when you're t when you're talking to those new people uh, that are getting into real estate or or you're having a conversation with somebody that might say, hey, you know, I'm I'm thinking about getting into real estate, you know, what are some uh, kind of speaking as a coach, but also as somebody that has experience now in the industry, what are some of those initial things that you're talking about with them? Is it because I feel like there's two different ways that we go about it. You have people that are money motivated and people that are passionate about helping people, right? I mean, there's always going to be a money element to it where people want it. Oh, I heard on H or GH or HGTV, I can make a million dollars selling this house. You know, Barbara Corcoran's doing it. Why can't I do it? So, but where where does your mind go first when talking to folks that that want to do this this business? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it really goes down to what do they want to get out of this? Yeah, and and, and it goes back. To, I always say, I like I can't set my goals for you. Right, right. You have to you have to set your goals, but you have to be. Like you have to find out what people really are motivated by. Yeah. And if it's if it's by money, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Not everybody's motivated by that. But if it's by money, then it's breaking it down. Like, all right, how much do you want to make? Right. This is what you have to do to get to that spot. Right. And kind of do some reverse math. Like, yeah. all right, you want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. Well, here's what you have to do on a daily basis to get to a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You know, we I, I'm a, I'm obviously a firm believer in goals and setting goals and trying to reach those things. But at the same point, if I set a yearly goal, I got to know what it is on a daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. quarterly basis to yeah. get to those because you can't boil the ocean, right? Yeah. You got to chunk it down and make it individualized. Yeah. So I know what I got to do on a daily basis to get there. And do you think that, do you think you find it harder for people to, to you know, when they're first starting out to set that, that daily or monthly or weekly motivation? Because I find that about us all the time is that I feel like we're constantly reassessing. We have a game plan for the month. We say, hey, I want to hit this much. And then, you know, you come into week one and maybe you're a little bit behind pace of where you want. Well, then you say, hey, I got to come in on the weekend and put in this much time. But it's never a guarantee that that production is going to be there based off of what you're doing. It's always a thought of, well, I know that this historically has worked for me. Um, but do you find a lot of people failing early on because they just don't know how to structure their time or structure their day? Or do you find it more or less just a lack of motivation to do it? I think a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I think the hardest part for people to do, too, is is set that structure yeah. and stick with it. Yeah. Um, especially in real estate, because you're, it's your own business. Yeah. I mean, you, you're truly you're, you're, truly your own business. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no one there like that's going to fire you if you don't get a, a bunch of sales. Right. You know what I mean? Like you guys know that if you're not selling loans. Like you're gonna have a conversation, like right. what's what's going on this month? Like right, where right. are you at? As an agent, like it, you're you're just on your own. Like yeah. you're just not making any money. Right. So that's why like the the dropout rate of real estate agents is like ninety eight percent. Yeah, in the first year, like people who are getting their license, like ninety eight percent of them aren't even in the business in a year. Right. Um. Because you again, it goes back to that structure. So find making sure that you have a structure first, 
And then, you know, you got to hold yourself accountable to that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I do is I have a whiteboard in my office and I have that my goals on there. And every day I'm updating that. But that like I'm like days I'm like, oh, crap, like, I'm way behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to do something right now. So yeah. but it's hard for people to look in the mirror and and hold themselves accountable to that. But putting those numbers up in front of me, I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm married. I have two kids that play travel sports nice. so it's like lighting money on fire <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it, it's literally crazy so yeah. it, it so i know like all right we got stuff to pay for <laughs> like right i gotta right. i gotta how you know what i mean so i know that what i gotta make so it's also different different with with younger guys and, and girls like that don't have that responsibility right like they don't have a wife and a, or a husband and kids and bills and they yeah they're like, well, I'm a real estate agent. I'm going golfing today. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, are you selling anything? Like, have you sold anything in the last three months? Right. No. Well, yeah. I'm a real estate agent. Well, my favorite thing is, and and Nicole, you can talk about this a lot too, probably, because you've probably seen it, is that you have newer agents that come on and their whole focus is networking. And networking is great. I think networking is super, super important for both sides of the spectrum. But at the same time, it's like when you're spending all of your time networking and then you realize, hey, you know, these, this networking, I'm not really getting any business from it. You know, then you do get in those situations. I'm going golfing today. And then you're like, hey, have you sold a house? No, I haven't sold one in four months. But yeah. it's coming. The yeah. wave is coming. I also feel like people sometimes over-network. They yeah. network so much. They have a stack of cards five yeah. high, but they don't know what to do with right, them. Right, right. So I think it's Mm-hmm. money and all this money but you really have to research on where you're going like Brooks daughter Kelly yeah. where they're you know that they're going to help you through um, beginning middle and yeah. end and it's it's super important to do that right I, f- I feel like I came in in a lucky time when I got into the mortgage industry because early on I realized how quickly people can get into an industry you know a young person can come into an industry with all the ambition and aspiration in the world to make a lot of money and do well for themselves as a young adult and slowly, you know, burn out over a course of six or seven months because they're not taking the time to learn. They're not taking the time to go, you know, I think push past uh, your initial roadblocks where just learning your product and learning your service and learning about your company first. Um, and, and it really is kind of, uh, it kind of, I think I feel like it's grounding for us a little bit. Okay, go for it. Um, <laughs> We're shifting gears already. Yeah, it's good. Um, but no, it's a, it's along the same lines. And what I'm always curious about, because we we talk to a lot of agents. Um, we're very, very close to the real estate business, obviously. And the whole coaching side of things comes up a lot. And I'm curious as to, like, you know, I know what coaching we do mm-hmm. on our side of the business. But when someone has a good coach and you hear an agent talk about, oh, I've been meeting with my coach, it's been going great. Yeah. Right, right. Because that, that's the biggest part is holding them accountable. Look, I'm, I'm flipping my notes. That's there. good, though. <laughs> he brought, he came prepared. I'll tell yeah. you, he came prepared, though. This is the first time we had somebody actually prepared. You can tell you're a coach when you know you're prepared with a notebook. Yeah, I was, up, I was up late last night making some notes. So, so we're going to do a quick episode of In, in the Mind of Jimmy Nelson. <laughs> don't get in there. That's right. Little, that's, that's, not, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I get in that spot. Um, but no, I, I think the biggest thing that I always try to get to new agents, and it was one thing I had to learn. Um, and, and it's in the loan industry too, or whatever it is, whatever sales it is, is your database. 
Yeah. Who are your contacts? Like that's the most important piece. And I, and I, and it really hit me. Uh, my wife's a dental hygienist, and and recently uh, the dentist she worked for sold his practice, and a new dentist bought it. And I started to talk to him, and I and I he bought what he was buying was the database yeah he was buying the patients is what he was buying like he wasn't buying the he bought the building and everything but that was just like he needed those patients he's a new dentist he didn't have any yeah he needed those patients So, so as an agent like if i can build a big strong database or as a loan originator you can build a strong database of people you know that you've helped or friends and family like that is the that's the that's the new revolution, right? That's the new sales revolution right. is the database. Because right. when you go onto a website, what do they have you do? Put in your email address. Yeah. Well, that's because they're collecting your data. Right. Yeah. So that's, I think, the biggest thing, and I think a lot of agents and, and loan originators miss on this, is they're, you, we carry this around. Right. Our phone is our database. I mean, you have how many contacts in here. Do they know you're a loan originator, or do they know you're a real estate agent? Right. If they don't, that's a problem. Yeah. Like uh, one of the, one of the things I did when I first started was I just started going through my phone and calling everybody. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm in real estate now, right? And and or you know when I was with loans, it was like, hey, I, I work at Quicken, right? But do people know that? And I think the database is the biggest piece that anybody can build on. Yeah. And and it's the easy conversations to start with, so it eases you into your day. I can make a couple phone calls to some friends and be like, hey, you know. And it was night when I switched over to Brookstone. Hey, I switched over to Brookstone. Still doing real estate, those kind of things. So it was an easy conversation. Then I can get into the hard phone calls, right? Like yeah. I can dip my toe in the water and slowly walk in before I start yeah. doing a bunch of cold calls. And and so I, I feel good about myself before I get hung up on a bunch of times. So, But that's like the biggest thing I can tell agents is just your database is the first thing I think that everybody should build. An Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet, whatever you yeah. do it on. But build that database out and start contacting everybody in there. And, and how do you manage your, like, well, how would you tell people or for you personally, how do you manage your database? Are you sending out, like, you know, happy birthdays to people? Are you doing mailers? Are you calling every other day? Or is there a structure to it? Or is it just as needed? I know I have this this large list of people that are in my sphere that I can contact. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Um, but I, I, you know, originally it's a phone call. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you'll know who people are for the most part. But as you as you grow this database, really what we do is at Brookstone we have our own CRM. So yeah, we have KV Core which we use, and and really it I can automate a ton of stuff in there. Right. Um, but yeah, whatever information I can get, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, you know, the date you moved into your house. Um, all those things I can remember all those I got those those are all in there so yeah. and if I don't have let's say I have an address and I don't have an email address that's my phone call right I can call right. and say hey how are things going oh blah 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 can I get your email address I got your home address but can I get your email address yeah. and so like anything I can add into that database yeah. and then it's just like I can monthly I usually touch them right or it, yeah. it just depends on if if I find out they're they're willing to move in the next year I'm not going to call them every day right I'm going to call them every other week, every two yeah. weeks, something like that. But if I'm if I know that they're anxious to move or, or things are shifting in their in their life, whether it's a marriage or a divorce or whatever the mm-hmm. shift may be, then I want to stay in closer contact with right. them. So it's really just structuring out who your database is and going from there. Well and one thing that I think we're really big on too is when you have those conversations, have something relevant. You know, not just every phone call, hey I'm a loan officer. Hey, I'm in doing real right. estate still. If you need me, I'm here. What kind of things do you find? Do you use, you know, like current events? Do you use things that pertain to them that you're keeping notes on um, when you're making those additional calls to to kind of 
keep yourself relevant without be, feeling, you know, having the client feel like, you know, oh, it's just the real estate guy calling me again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Facebook's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> everybody beats me up because I look at Facebook all the time. Yeah. I do, though. It's incredible. Um, so one tip I always give a lot of agents, too, is birthdays. Yeah. And they come up on your Facebook feed every day. Right. Yeah. Call them. Wish them a happy birthday. Say, hey, man, I, I saw it was your birthday on Facebook today because you don't want it to be real creepy. Like, yeah. How this dude remembered my birthday. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, I kept a no. I have a yeah. large file on you in the <laughs> yeah. office. Right. But no, I, I see it's your birthday on Facebook. I just wanted to call and say happy birthday. I mean, people love that. Yeah. You know, and so it eases that conversation. But yeah, social media will give you a ton of information that makes it relevant. So whether yeah. it's kids or uh, spouses or, or whatever it is that you can find out some relevance before you call them too. Right. You know, so if you do a little background check before you do, before you give them a call, you'll find something relevant, whether it's, you know, doesn't matter what it is, but right. something relevant to them. So the conversation's about them and not me just being a real estate agent. Right. Well, and for anybody in real estate too, or even in the mortgage industry, it's a cost effective way to do it too. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that a lot of people, I'm a big like gift person. I like giving gifts to people and giving things to people. So it can get kind of expensive sending out, you know, 30 edible arrangements in a month, you know, to people to say happy birthday to them or send them to their house. And it's probably a little creepy, too. But, um, you know, it's just a, it's an easy way to to cut that cost for anybody that's listening that's new in real estate and don't want to spend a lot of money. All right, we're going to do a little test here. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Does anybody know what's going on? Feds are meeting. Yes. Fed meeting. Okay. Yes. Fed meets today at two o'clock. Any idea what they're what's going on? Any if you've heard any of the rumblings? Yeah. So it's funny. I was just listening to NPR on the way in. Little plug for NPR on nice. the way in. Um, Unsolicited plug, by right? The way. Yeah. We don't get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I I think they're gonna make I think they're gonna make some cuts. Right. Yeah. I think they're gonna make some cuts. I think that means I think the the people in general are going to you're going to see the refi boom again. Yeah, well, and and, and I guess that's why I brought it up because I kind of I'm kind of pushing back on that theory. We do think they're going to cut rates, uh, but what it actually means and what I think we're going to see out of it, especially in the mortgage world, is I don't know that we're going to see much of anything. No, not much movement is what you're saying? I don't think so. I think the market's already priced it in um, in anticipation and. You know, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just kind of have this feeling we're not going to really see a mortgage rate move with this cut. So I was just kind of curious because it's been talked about, I think, a little more widely than it normally is. And, you know, the Fed does meet on, on a fairly regular basis, but this this meeting seems to have been pretty pretty publicized. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty widely accepted that, that they are going to cut interest rates for the first time in a decade. Wow. Um, which is kind of cool. And... Curious, you know, yeah, because I think the a lot of my clients are like, Hey, I heard rates are going down this week, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, we had we had the same conversation last year about you know, on the especially on the podcast that rates are probably going to go up, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody had this assumption that, well, the you know, market's gonna you know go nuts and the rates are going to go up, we're going to be up against six and seven percent again, and and now. You know, we're seeing rates as low as 3.875. Not necessarily the going rate for everybody, just people listening and like, hey, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're seeing rates that low, you know, and I think, I, I don't know, I, I think that the, there's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than the pe- than all of us in this room that know what the market's doing way, way above our head. 
And they kind of, you know, they talk to the right people. And, and I think companies hedge in advance and make sure that they're, um, you know, that they're competitive at this time so that people don't see too much of a payment shock or they don't see too much of a, an interest rate shock. So I, I agree with that. I mean, I can see I, I don't I don't see us getting any lower. You know, if price of if the price of gas is still above two two dollars right. a gallon, I don't see interest rates going any yeah. lower. I don't know. The whole concept of, of why they're lowering them, and not to go off on that tangent, but it's it's sort of interesting in and of itself. Uh, unemployment's at a fifty-year low. You know, there's no signs of inflation, which is really really strange. The economy, for all practical purposes, is doing pretty well. So why are we lowering this? You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it is, and, and and it's funny on um, on the flips on the on the real estate side of that, and, and Nicole knows this. Like a year ago, we were talking about the shift, and we started talking about, oh man, like yeah, we're gonna shift. It, 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 things are gonna get because we the rates were gonna go up. Right. They were gonna we were gonna get look at those six and seven percent rates again. We were talking about a shift. The more the real estate's gonna be locked down. Like if you're yeah. not in this right now, like don't get in it, right? And and we talked about a shift, and then all of a sudden, it didn't shift. It became a seller's market. There's yeah. not enough inventory. People right. are moving. Houses are hitting like <laughs> auction type stuff. Yeah, you know. Well, just shift the opposite way. Yeah, it shift the opposite yeah. way. It, it, like I mean, I listed a house on Thursday. I had a, a cash offer on Friday. We had a showing this morning. It, I mean, it. Yeah. It, it's it's just like it, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. It is a lot of that too. Do you think it's just people know what they want more now? You know, because they because when we got into a situation where it was a seller's market and you couldn't, you literally couldn't find a house anywhere yeah i think people started to instead of window shopping a lot more like they used to where they would see four five six houses they kind of know what they want and i think a lot of the tools that that are utilized i mean most uh real estate companies have a website where you can go on and view properties and know what you want and it tells you as the agent you know exactly what they're looking for so i think it, it it's a tool that allows you to be even more that much more of the professional in the situation but um, do you think it's just a lot of people now, they, they kind of know what they want, and that's the only thing they're looking for, so they kind of focus in on it a little more? I think they have to know what they want right. because things are still moving pretty quickly. Yeah. So they have to know what they want. They have to look at exactly what they are looking for, yeah. and they have to make a move pretty quickly. Yeah. What do we say? If you, if you sleep on it, you won't sleep in it? Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's – it's. I, I guess part of it too, and and this is a question I think for UCP because you've you've kind of gone through this as well as like, is do you think that this is kind of the calm before the storm? In regards to what? In the, in the regards to potentially like uh, and you know because they say every five to seven years something big happens in the market. Not to scare anybody out there, you know, that's listening, but everybody just pulled their money out of the bank. Right. <laughs> there's, been there's people at the chase drive-through right now. Right. Long time. You know, it, it's funny because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it's been like six, seven years. Of, yeah. You know, home prices going up, 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 up. So I don't know. I'm always a little fearful, I guess, because with the, you know, with the things that have happened in the past, you, you, you never really know. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. Said, I'm glad you stayed firm on. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say I just, I just always curious because I mean the reality of the situation for everybody in this room is that when the refi boom, or, I mean uh, when the initial crash happened, I think I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, so I have no idea. Yeah, I me too. I haven't, li <laughs> I haven't lived through it, so you know I just always, I'm always curious to know like that time frame, you know interest rates were in the nine, ten, eleven percent range. It 
two thousand early two thousands? You don't think so? Okay, well we're gonna pull up a historical map. Nine nine percent interest rate in early two thousand. Okay. Okay, good credit, bad credit, and different credit. Okay, well, I retract my statement. Just edit that part out. <laughs> well, it's still the fact that you know, like, I just I'm always curious to know, and I, maybe it's for me. Just I'm an I'm an anxious person of knowing, like, hey, is this going to happen again? You know, and and I think it's a relevant conversation to have because if it does happen, I think people are going to be more prepared. I think we're in a different time now where people are going to be more prepared for it right. this time around. If if something were to happen, not to say anybody out there listening, not to say that something's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying if it if it were to, we'd be more prepared for it. Yeah, I, I think so, and I, I think I think now people that have been through it, right? And, and like like us, maybe not you, yeah. But but people that have been through this. Um, are smarter home shoppers now too. Back yeah. to your point of like they know what they want. Yeah. But there's a lot there's a lot of tools out there now, Zillow and, and Redfin and all these things you can go find and search these houses on. Um so you can really a lot of clients are coming to you like, hey, these are the three houses I really like and I researched them and these are the only ones I want to look at. Right. So I'm like, sweet, you just yeah. did my job. <laughs> right. Like let's go look at those three houses. Yeah. You know. But again, it, it goes back to Nicole's thing too. Like if, if you're not ready to go right now, and yeah. those are the only three houses you want to look at, you better be ready to go on one of those three. Yeah. Cause they're going to go fast. There's just not a lot of inventory and it, and it's, it's, it, it wavers. It goes up and down, right? Yeah. It's summertime right now. So everybody wants to move now before school starts. Right. All those things are happening. But, but, but I think uh, people are just more uh, knowledgeable and educated now yeah. um, with the tools that are out there. So they know what they're looking for. That's, that actually brings me to a point too. So I had this conversation with a new buyer the other day. Said that their parents told them, and you know, because we always have that. I think that's our oh, biggest yeah. battle, <laughs> biggest objection that we can get is my mom and dad or my grandma, and my grandpa right. said this, you know. Yeah. Um, and parents told them that the winter time was the time for them to buy. You know, what is what's your take on the whole summer versus winter versus in school and out of school? And Nicole, you talked too about yeah. it. Yeah, I I'm mean, just curious for me, and I don't know what houses are always going to sell, yeah. right? It, it really, I mean, really, I, I think summertime may. Um, may not be as good only yeah. because you know it's the market's hard i mean like i said if, if you're not ready to go right now right it don't go look right in the winter time there's probably less because people are always like well i'm not going to list my house in the winter because it's not going to sell right oh well, it will it, yeah. <laughs> it will you could we had closings in december like a couple yeah. days before christmas people were closing yeah. on houses so yeah so i, I don't Yeah. That was more my stance on it too, is I feel like it's just less competitive maybe. Yeah. But other than that, I mean there really isn't any any difference other than, you know, I think people are just more anxious about selling their house because they have this misconception that, you know, my house isn't going to nobody's gonna want to look at it in the right. wintertime. And and it's funny, I just had a conversation with a client this morning on the way in too. Um they've had their house in the market for however long. It's not selling, it's not selling, it's not selling. Well, some agents too have gotten a little lazy while just sticking a sign in the yard and like <laughs> yeah i got a listing well what have you done with it have right. you marketed it have you put did you you know and, she, and the client was complaining about the pictures and the, and they, hadn't, they didn't they didn't do any open houses they didn't do any, like i'm like well your client the, so your agent just stuck a sign in the yard yeah. and walked away i'll talk to you in 30 days right and that and so that but that's where agents are right now and, and a lot of them because the market is busy yeah so they just assume like hey i'm just gonna stick this don't sign really out have there to and do it's much sell, yeah. right but that also comes into your price point, 
right? The higher the price point, the harder you got to market that house, right? Right? You're you're lessening your your scope of people. You know, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, hundred and ten thousand, those can flip. You can anybody can afford those, right? Yeah. You three, four, five, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar house. Your your audience is a lot smaller. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. What else you got, CP? Uh, well, I don't know. Busy day. Busy day today. Good. What? So, what do you? Just really quick before we uh, we end this episode here. What are kind of your projections for the rest of the year? Do you have specific goals in mind that you want to hit? Do you have, uh, you know, obviously you're helping to build a basically an empire over there, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Most definitely. I know. Um, so, like I said, we're at, we're at 50 agents now at Brookstone. Um, the goal by the end of the year is to be over 100. Okay. Um, which uh, we have. Um, I think we'll hit that goal. Yeah, I think we'll hit that goal. I mean, it, the the way the the system is set up and the way everything looks, it, it's a it's a no brainer really to join to join Brookstone. But um, personally, my goal is like you know, again, we, I chunk it down daily, monthly, weekly, quarterly, mm -hmm. all those things. But yeah, I, the goal is to have this third quarter uh, to have twenty listings by the end of the quarter. Okay. So I got to get busy because I have three right now. Well, we got to get you out of here then. So yeah, man, to I gotta get. I gotta get <laughs> <some stuff. laughs> Well, it, on that note, too, for anybody who wants to get in contact with you, what give us a uh, phone number, email. How do we get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, phone number is uh, my cell number is probably the, e is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, and cell number is 586-453-2568. Um, and my email is jimmynelsonrealestate at gmail.com. That's really easy to remember. Some are, some are like, I sell homes in Michigan at yeah. I sell homes <laughs> dot Keller Williams dot, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, Jimmy Nelson Real Estate at gmail.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hey, thanks for this having me, fun. guys. I appreciate it. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I didn't even get to go through all my notes, man. Look, I got a whole other page. Oh, well, well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get you back. Let's get her, let's get them scheduled on another one here, Jess. All right, perfect. We got that set up. Nicole, thank you. Thank you. CP, as always. Yes. Thanks for actually hanging out with us today and not ditching us up no, north. It, yeah, Jess, as always, thanks for keeping us together. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> All right, I'm Patrick Ali. That's another episode on Live on Real Estate in the Books. We will see you next time.